0: Welcome, everybody, to the 48th episode of the Metabolus 2 podcast, which is devoted entirely to discussing the greatest television show in the history of the universe, Doctor Who. (laughs) Um, And that discussion will entirely consist of myself, Ben,
1: and uh, on the other end of the line, David. Uh, discussing that show, both good and bad. And what, what particular episode are we going to discuss today? We will be
0: discussing uh, last night's Doctor Who episode, World Enough and Time. Yeah. Which I understand, having now done a little bit of research, is from an Andrew Marvel poem to mm-hmm. his coy mistress. Yes. Talking about how we should shag right now because you know what? <laughs> We're going to be old and ugly very soon.
1: Yep, no time like the present. No time
0: like the present when it comes to shagging. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure why that should be relevant for a Doctor Who episode, but maybe all will become clear. So, well, David, maybe it's for yeah. the
1: maybe it's for the uh, Doctor Missy Doctor Master shippers that. Oh, uh, blimey. <laughs> oh
0: god, yeah. Oh well I had forgotten that, that is that's
1: a thing that could happen. Yeah, mm. it definitely is. Oh
0: yeah. Alright. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop the question this week. What did you think of the episode, David? Uh it was
1: everything that I feared.
0: Ooh, you didn't like it? <laughs>
1: Uh, then not saying that per se, I just okay. I was concerned pretty much throughout the series that we are going to kill off Bill, right? And the the jury's, jury's out, you know. can walk back from that. Yep, we have one more episode, but I, um, yeah, I think it's a miscalculation on the showrunner Stephen Moffat's part. He's placed himself in a damned if you do, damned if you don't position now. True, with true. If he revives Bill, then there's right. going to be a large segment of fandom that are going to say that he chickened out or ultimately he's doing the same thing he did with Clara, mm-hmm. same thing they did with Amy. Again, he can't kill off a character, but you're going to also have another large segment of fandom, which I would consider myself part yep. of, and me. where we have... Uh, a companion that was deliberately chosen Capaldi's word is more streets which translates in this casting as a woman of color and then with Moffat deciding that this character was also a lesbian we fall victim or we have this killing off a lesbian character and this is a TV cliche this is a trope what is it it's
0: the it's the refrigerator thing right that's what the comic book thing is right
1: i don't well it's the trope is bury the gays and it's very rare that a gay character a lesbian character can escape a series alive let alone have a happy happy ending right Right. so i'm very disappointed um i feel moffat uh pulled Basically set up the RTD shtick that he did with Donna, making, doing, doing everything in his, um, his writerly capacity Mm. to make Bill likable, you know, really a fan favorite, and just to set her up to convert her into a Cyberman. And like I said, it's really hard to, it's really hard to have a strong opinion on that because with Moffat's propensity to do a 180, and then in the final episode of a two-parter. Is Bill going to be saved or not? But right now, as it is without seeing The Doctor Falls, I'm not happy with what he did. Um, Beautifully directed. The script was pretty basic. It was actually slow. Not much actually happened in the story. A lot of things going on with The the Doctor and Missy. But I'm... I know I'm in the minority with this opinion because I, I did looking at fan feedback polls right, like on right, Galfrey right. base and just uh, on independent polls going across Twitter and Facebook. The majority, like ninety, ninety-five percent of all you know of these self-selected polls, really liked it. So yeah. the the vocal fandom, the fandom that you know responds to polls and stuff, really liked it. For me, I. I'm not. I I question whether this is the kind of Doctor Who that does. Uh, this is not the kind of Doctor Who that I'm looking for.
0: Right, right. And I think. Um. I mean. Uh, you know. Whether. I mean. I think it's. I think it's probably a given that that, that we're going to walk back from this. Um. Uh. Mm. The the zoom in at the very end where we zoom in on. Uh. You know. Through the Cyberman, Cyberperson.
1: <laughs> cyber cybermen they're generic they're... There,
0: exactly there is, no, mm-hmm. there, there is no there is no there's no chibble cyberwoman here for um <laughs> um uh, bill doesn't get up doesn't get to be all sexy and cool looking she gets to be all like horrific and abject mm-hmm. um but we zoom through the eye and we see literally bill's eye crying yeah. mm-hmm. um and then the tear coming out and you know the cyber teardrop, that famous right. de- design piece I would have said that for a kid' show in inverted commas, Given that ending, it's really impossible for them to stick with this woman that you have come to enjoy and to like and to be friends with over the past... Um, 10, 11 weeks or so is going mm-hmm. to remain as this horrific hybrid monster creature there's, right. there's going to be a walk back from this, mm-hmm. um, which is which I think is, as you said, is, is is both good and bad, it's good because Bill's a great character and you know we would like her not to end up in you know in a kind of peri state of, 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 mm-hmm. kind of medical nightmare but it's it's also disappointing because that's kind of what moffat always does is he walks mm-hmm. he he walks it back right. um and we've had that you know as you said from from amy i think especially from clara um mm-hmm. and that you know dead is not dead it's you know right. it's, a, it's a it's a comic book thing you know superman mm-hmm. never really dies he only dies to, to 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 make sure that people buy
1: more comic books um <laughs> But, yeah, but but I mean, overall, you th- I believe I mean my my interpretation is you thought this was a really great episode on sheer entertainment value. <laughs> I thought this was a great episode. Um, mm-hmm.
0: I I watched it all the way through without pausing, stopping, getting distracted, feeling bored. Uh, really gripped me. It was a you know it was a Moffat's greatest hits. It was like you know if only he paid this much attention to. Every episode he writes, but then maybe he's only got a certain number of stories in him. Uh, but it's right. got, all you know, it, it, it had shades of The Doctor Dancer's. Mm-hmm. And the um, and the empty child with the kind of medical horror thing. It had this this idea which goes all the way back to, um, uh, Renette and the and the and the tenth Doctor about you know how the, the different ways you have to travel in time. You can travel mm-hmm. in time in the Tardis, but you can also travel in time by simply sitting around and waiting for the Tardis to arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you know we had that with Amy Pond in the episode with the with the hand robots. Can't remember what it's called now. Uh, and of course you know I think the biggest example example of that is the doctor spending 10 billion years trying to break through a uh break through a, a, a stone wall so that's a that's a piece of Moffatness um you have the Moffat comedy at the beginning and I thought actually I thought the switch for from the comedy which I think was actually very nicely done mm-hmm. at the beginning with you know here are here are my two companions exposition and and comic relief uh their genders um mm-hmm. I th- it was just, you know, was just mm-hmm. a really nice piece of comedy. And I think we switched very, uh, I think it wasn't an uneasy switch between the comedy mm-hmm. and the horror. I was, you know, equal. I was shocked when, you know, Will Bill got a, a hole blown through her. I think she probably would have collapsed more quickly than she did, since it kind of looked like it destroyed her spinal column as well. It
1: looked like it was uh, slow mo or like a freeze frame. Yeah, uh, it was a
0: slightly cartoonish hole. It which definitely was cartoonish. It reminded me. What's the movie with Bruce Willis and? Um, Goldie Hawn, um, Death Becomes Her. Yes. Um, uh, it reminded me of that kind of hole. Anyway, but um, I th- I, mean, I thought that was very nicely judged, um, and you know, the the kind of progressive horror of that hospital setting, um, I think, was again very very creepy. I spoke to mm-hmm. my uh, my nephew this afternoon. Hi, Finn, um, <laughs> and uh, he agreed it was you know it was was what, what, one of the scariest episodes mm-hmm. that he's seen in this season.
1: Did Finn enjoy it? Oh, he loved it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, key pitch then to to what Finn's about ten, eleven years old. Uh right? he's, 30, he's thirteen. thirteen years old. Yes. Okay. So perfect, perfect age for this perfect type age. of Absolutely. body horror, and it wasn't wasn't gruesome. It was creepy, very very creepy. Yes, and, and ominous. And yeah. the, the dimly lit hospital corridors, the uh, proto cybermen in the surgical beanies, and yeah, that yeah. type of getup. It, it was very. <laughs> very ominous um it was very mm-hmm. it was very distressing oh yeah at, with the pain pain. pain pain and i think i mean it's it's taking
0: from the from the rtd um you know development and an analysis of, of cybermen the reason why cybermen have no emotions is not because they're you know robots or computers or they've kind of you know, they're not vulcans who've like expunged mm-hmm. emotion from their life the reason why they have no emotions is so that they don't feel the pain that right. they are constantly in mm-hmm. which is like a Pretty horrible concept.
1: Right. The concept of Cybermen and how Moffat dealt with them really, I think, was excellent. He really nailed Cybermen much better than he did with the uh, Dark Water, Death in Heaven. With much, much better. Yep. Danny Pinka, uh, c- Cybernization. So, in his final, potentially his final cyber story, I think he really got the true horror of this con- cyber conversion. And I think this is probably the most horrific Cybermen story of all time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it certainly beats Attack of the Cybermen, which is like blood <laughs> and gore right. and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was very, I mean, obviously, I think you're going to have to do a little, a little bit of retconning to make this work, but it was very reminiscent of Spare Parts, which is mm-hmm. the um, the the uh, the big finish, big finish Mark Gen- Platt story. Yeah, Mark yeah. Platt Genesis of the Cybermen story, which has the Cybermen again. You know, being mm-hmm. these abject med- abject medical experiments who arise from this kind of decaying socialist society, um, which I think it was exactly what we were getting visually in this in this episode, which I thought worked mm-hmm. very well.
1: So there's a interesting bit. If you, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to rewatch this, but I'm going to ask: Is ten fifty six an important year in medieval history. It's 10 years before the Norman Conquest. uh,
0: 1056 is not particularly important, as far as I understand.
1: So I was just trying to figure out why floor 1056, if there was some kind of meaning to 1056. The clock is running about a 1,000 years ahead on floor 1056 than it is on floor zero. So that, that explains why there's generations of... Mondasians right. that have uh, populated this colony ship. The one interesting bit when we we're very first seeing this vast spaceship. Did you look at the windows that they paused on? That they paused on three windows going up to the, the control room where the TARDIS materialized. There do seem to be green fields. So the first window was ten fifty six. Then the second one was a green hedgerow landscaped, and i'm wondering if that was supposed to be scotland from last week or if that's oh, something interesting. Else. okay but the one world that they stopped at or the one window that they stopped at right before the control room was wheat world i did not see that i'll have to have a, i'll have to have a, 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 a rewatch i saw the
0: greenfield bit and mm-hmm. i guess I, I probably remember that because that seemed to me to fit with the next time trailer Right, um, where right. we're getting, we're there's some kind of cyber battle going on in a field. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, interesting. So maybe we've been in the ship all along.
1: Perhaps we've been in the ship all along, or this that's that to me is the get out of jail free card. That there's a suggestion right. because we have the the kind of non plausibility of extremists and uh, the pyramid at the end of the world, and just the how the silent, not the silence, the monks didn't make any sense really in their invasion and how they just would turn tail and run is this somehow interconnected with the vault is a virtual world that Missy is entrapped in and also the doctor somehow materialized in after the pilot. Because even the pilot doesn't make sense in the known reality of Doctor Who with mm-hmm, this uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. puddle that can travel faster than TARDIS, can basically sniff out wherever Bill is anywhere in time and space. It's, it's like I think we said at the time, it's like Star Trek's Q. It's, it's, super, it's a super being type thing. And I wonder if going back, there's some place where we make a slip into this world.
0: This is kind of making sense for me. I mean, I think, I think, I think that's a distinct possibility. There were a lot of, um, uh, and I'm just thinking directorially from um, uh, Rachel Talloway. That, um, there were a lot of kind of Sherlockian kind of directoral tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she is a Sherlock director, exactly. And I can certainly see. I, I mean, I'm now visualizing in my head, you know, a, a two three minute sequence next week where we, you know, rewind back through all these episodes and we, we and we see where all the where all the mistakes were and that kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, this, and we, we know, you know, how, how, how obsessed with, with, with that kind of Sherlockian exposition Mm -hmm. Moffat is. Um, And, uh, you know, I think it was, you know, the, the, in the early sequences of, of, of of this episode where the doctor is, you know, getting Missy and his companions to kind of understand where they are was, was very reminiscent of, of Sherlock where, Mm -hmm. you know, Sherlock, tries tries to get get people to understand what they're looking at by asking them questions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I mean that's a that's a distinct possibility.
1: Um we'll just have to see. And it's not unlike some other tricks that Moffat has pulled both in and out of Doctor Who and maybe this is the bargaining phase of of grief having lost Bill, but to me there seems like there's outs that Moffat has placed throughout the series. And that were tied together with the visual cues. Now they didn't stop at every window, but because it would have really ruined the surprise. <laughs> but stopping at Wheat World, which was what episode number two, Smile. Episode two, yeah. That uh, you know, it it's kind of it kind of makes me uh, arch my eyebrow, going, hmm, mm-hmm. is this is this is this the Tesselactra or whatever that we had uh, on the beach in Lake Silencio type thing?
0: Right, right. I'll just pitch in with what I—I I mean, I think—I think my uh, analysis, or, or my kind of desire, or my interest, or what might happen in the, ne- in the next ep- both in the next episode and. Um, mm-hmm also in the Christmas episode, are probably more far-fetched than yours. But here's what I had. Um, I was very taken by the monitor that uh, Mr. Razor, and we'll come on to him a bit later, <laughs> um, had in his den, bed-sit, whatever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. which had a very 1966 television effect going on it. Um, I was then also... Rem- I was also That also reminded me of the, pre- the pre-credit sequence where we have the doctor arriving... Um, on some kind of icy world um, and starting to regenerate. That icy world kind of was reminding me of Snowcap Base in circa 1986. In the 10th planet. In the 10th planet, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm wondering whether we might have a... We all have to go back to 1986 and Snowcap Base in Antarctica and deal with some Cybermen and meet up with my first incarnation and something to happen in that sort of way. Maybe even in a Deep Space Nine... Uh, was it trials and tribulations? Were they? Mm-hmm. Were they? Were they go back to the tribbles episode? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um,
1: well, it's 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 possibly. Who knows? There's, there's you know David Bradley did a pretty good job as Bill Hartnell. Exactly. Uh, interpretation of the first Doctor in uh, Adventures of Space and Time. So. Exactly,
0: exactly. So so I don't know. I mean, I I was just wondering why we had that Antarctic flashback. Or mm-hmm. Antarctic flash forward at the, at the beginning because there doesn't—it
1: wasn't connected to this story directly. No,
0: no, it's very kind of Breaking Bad in that sort of way. So we will see. So okay, let's so, so let's talk about Mr. Reza. Uh When did you first realize that he was the master?
1: Uh, I I don't.
0: Uh, you're going to say from when he very first appeared.
1: I I was. He seemed I don't know. I didn't I didn't really pick on it uh, right away, but I wasn't surprised when there was the reveal either. I was I was basically after Bill got shot, and I could see the arc where she was going to be turned into a Cyberman. It was you just got more like, and more depressed. I just was no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Just no, sort I don't of like don't, don't trust this guy at all.
0: Right, right, right. I mean, I, I actually didn't realize at all until about ten seconds before he pulled off his mask. So um, <laughs> that was very, very successfully done for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, by reading online, one discovers that if you that obviously an anagram of Mister Razor is Master Rise. Um, okay so uh <laughs> so again as usual the master is not providing us with very very difficult anagrams to guess who he is if we mm-hmm. pay attention um and i really enjoyed it i mean i think i think um i think john john sim did did a really good job mm-hmm. he um,
1: the portrayal reminded me of uh portreeve in castor where you have this kind of doddering Friendly, supposedly helpful individual, but actually some master manipulating the scenes behind. And what was even further dis- distressing, I guess, is they waited to convert Bill into a Cyberman right when the Doctor was about to arrive. They waited and waited and waited, and it wasn't until the uh, Mr. Mr. waited
0: a long time mm-hmm. in that costume. Yes, and exactly. It
1: wasn't until they saw the doctor entering the lift down did he trick and trap her into the conversion.
0: Which is a pretty, again, a pretty horrific piece of masterish sadism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, again, he's doing this... Because he really, really hates the doctor, right. um, rather than any other reason, mm-hmm. um, uh, which, which again, you know, is creepy and scary. Um, he actually, the, the the main thing that he rem- that, that 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 razor character reminded me actually was Alec Guinness as uh, Fagin in Oliver Twist, mm-hmm. in David Lean's mm-hmm. Oliver Twist. It was a kind of slightly queasy pseudo mid century Jewish ish stereotype, which uh, I. I think worked well enough and actually the the accent kind of um uh was one of the things that connected me to uh, spare parts which again you know is, is ostensibly in some in, in a kind of decaying socialist society hmm. um it kind of fitted in with that and um uh, this may maybe somewhere kind of it's sort of vaguely eastern european mm-hmm. the character did confuse me because I again I didn't actually I, I wasn't sure what they were doing and I spent a little bit of time thinking, well, what is this character? What is, it, what is this ca- character doing? Is it just someone for Bill to talk to? Right. Um, et Etc. et cetera, et cetera. And again, you know, if I'd, if I'd just been a bit smarter, I would have realized that. Because, I mean, I knew John Sim was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I um, think it was a you know,
1: good testament to Moffat's writing that he kept the pacing really well throughout the story. That you weren't, there weren't these long pauses where you felt like, hmm, what's going on? You were kept, yeah. up, kept swept up in the action.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, which which is interesting because again, as, as you've pointed out, there wasn't actually a huge amount of action no. over the over the forty five minutes mm-hmm. or so. Um, but it was nicely paced, very well directed, and um, really creepy. I mm-hmm. mean, those hospital scenes were were, were genuinely creepy, mm-hmm. and the this, the the cyber convertees um, were horrific and abject and scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, do
1: you think Razor, aka the Master, is pulling the levers, so to speak, to manipulate the Mondasian society into becoming Cybermen? Is that what we're supposed to imply, or do you think he's just just a crime of opportunity hiding out? Yeah, okay, opportunity. Um, I don't know, and, and that's a that's a really good question,
0: and I've, I've I've actually been been thinking about that. You know, whether it is a crime of opportunity, whether he's just found himself in a place where Mondazi and Cybermen are being made and discovers that the Doctor's there mm-hmm. um, and then comes up with a disguise and a plan to, um, uh, hurt the doctor where it hurts, mm-hmm. which is through his companions, which of course he can hatch over a number of years right. because, um, like the doctor, you know, he's able to wait any number of years because time doesn't really matter and matter mm-hmm. to him that much, um, in order, in order to get the job done. Or is he manipulating, you know, is he, is he part of the genesis of the Cybermen, if you will? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, maybe we'll find out.
1: Yeah, it it is certainly timey-wimey for Moffat because we have the John Sim Master knowing that this happens and Missy doesn't remembering it at all. The Missy Master doesn't remember this event happens at all, at least not until uh, John Sim's Master uh, refreshes her memory. Right, right. So did Missy somehow manipulate this to bring the Capaldi doctor, Bill, and Nardle to this spaceship that, you know, maybe subconsciously oh. that she remembered that her earlier regeneration bumped into the Capaldi Doctor with Bill and this is what happened. You know, see it's a there's what's the causal loop? It's it it's his timey whiminess And I think actually I mean in,
0: in kind of in earlier in earlier incarnations of this show I don't think we we we'd be bothered with that at mm-hmm. all. Um, I think this is something that, that Moffat will, 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 will attempt to solve at some point mm-hmm. in the next episode. Whether he'll, sol- whether he'll solve it effectively or not um, is, is remains to be seen, but he's certainly going to address it, I
1: think. Yeah, because Missy certainly has access to the TARDIS, what, TARDIS engines, TARDIS controls. She's piloting it, rescuing them from Mars. It's not too implausible of a stretch to think that she somehow manipulated the, the distress call or whatever that they picked up to be there right at that time.
0: Which could potentially to be rescuing her earlier self. Um, you sure. know, who very well might be trapped on this ship. We mm-hmm. you know without his TARDIS. Mm-hmm. We've certainly seen no evidence of the masters the Master's TARDIS being around anywhere. Right. Uh, obviously, he must have had it maybe in some way to get there. Mm-hmm. But you know, whether he still got access to it or I don't
1: know. So yeah. since they made a Moffat made a big uh, play that this was. The, your former prime minister and i just kind of wonder if we're going to see david cameron or theresa may at some point pull <laughs> off a mask <laughs>
0: i thought I, I i i thought i thought that i thought that was a it, it was that, that was a good comment i i those actually in some ways i would have preferred if we just had it be the masters dressing up mm-hmm. as usual for no readily apparent right. reason and a kind of khalid kind of way
1: <laughs> yeah, because why would he need a disguise from the Mondassians? Uh, not
0: at all. I mean, you, again, we, obviously, we can imagine that that he'd need a disguise from Bill because she'd recognize Mister. Saxon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, there uh, you go. Yes. not necess but but not necessarily, because you know, I mean, I think the, has the, how many times has the universe been reset since <laughs> Saxon was Prime Minister? At least a couple of times. Okay, um, so, so that
1: makes sense. The mask was probably for Bill's Bill's. Oh sake. yeah, that okay. I mean,
0: I mean, I mean that's what i understood is that is that bill you know would have rec? well hang on is, isn't that the isn't that the prime minister right from you know when we had that flying ship mm-hmm. and the american president came to stay on the flying aircraft carrier that we had at one point in britain uh yeah
1: all that all that stuff you remember that um
0: uh, and there was that big star with the spiders in it anyway um uh you know, that's the kind of in-show reaction. As I said I I would have preferred to, to I don't know to to just imagine that it's just the master being crazy <laughs> and you know dressing up as a magician on Jurassic Earth because he just because he feels like it because he's nuts <laughs> and <laughs> likes wearing rubber noses like Inspector Clouser. <laughs> so so there you go (laughs) because it must have been really itchy under that mask with that with that with that goatee for years for years for for literally years um again i think the only explanation is in some way the master's masks are bigger on the inside than they are on the out trans-dimensional they are they're they're dimensionally transcendental um (laughs) and not just not just rubber latex and glue so
1: i thought they're obviously the uh, sims master is a little more wicked than the missy master has been evolving too and i thought it was a good line that uh sim master telling missy i'm very worried about my future worried about my future yeah <laughs> i've been yeah. watching you and i'm very worried <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is which is good i mean the the, the the i i think there are a lot of detractors at least i've read online um, people who didn't really care for the Sim Master, um, hmm. and certainly the way that um, you know he was kind of portrayed as the kind of the opposite of um, uh, David Tennant's tenth Doctor. You had the same kind of manic energy, but in the opposite direction towards evil rather than the good. Um, I always thought he was great, um, <laughs> and I'm really glad to have him back. I um, like
1: the earlier Sim. I like the Sim on the airship. Yeah, the the Sims with Martha Jones, rather the Sims at the the end of time. Yeah, the
0: end of time Sim, uh, uh, I think did take it too far, but I think the Harold Saxton, I'm mm-hmm. the Prime Minister Sim, was uh, was was great, <laughs> and um and actually I was I, I wasn't looking forward to to the return of the goatee, but he pulled off the goatee very nicely. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. Um and I'm actually I'm super I'm looking forward to having you know a, a woman master and a man master teaming up together to to do to do some evil uh the shame is, is that evil is a, is, is it at the, the expense of a character, and we'll go back to your very early comment, mm-hmm. um, uh, at the expense of a character that we've really come to feel a lot of affection mm-hmm. for. Um, I would have been overjoyed to have um, uh, Clara turned into a Cyberman. <laughs> and, you know, she was almost turned into a Dalek, right. or at least or she was inside ex- a Dalek. Or almost killed as a Dalek. And and I think when when she very first turned when she we very first saw the character she'd been turned into a dark. Yes. Um, so again, you know, this is another re- repetition of kind of this is Moffat's greatest hits. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'd loved um I'd have loved Clara to have been killed in a horrible way. Um, I'm not so. <laughs> I can't happy. say I would, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't have loved it, but I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't have minded so much. It wouldn't have um,
1: right. So that's why I'm saying we were we as watchers been emotionally manipulated throughout this arc of the series to get to this point of feel and that's what writers do and that's what good writers do they have an, yeah, idea, yeah. Have an idea and they set us up they set up their readers if it wasn't doctor who this is not the type of uh, experience i'm looking for especially in these times where I'm looking for the hero. I'm looking for the happy ending. I'm not looking for what we hear from next week, the Doctor Falls. I'm looking for where the Doctor wins. <laughs> doctor wins, yeah. Yeah,
0: Every, yeah. the Doctor wins, the Doctor dances, everybody lives. We're looking for that to come out of the hat, um, mm-hmm. and I think that is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I hope that it's done in an effective and satisfying way. <laughs> That is uh, built on what we've seen on mm-hmm. screen so far rather than some, you know, uh, it's a commonly used phrase in Doctor Who, rather than some deus ex machina. Um, and look, there was the thing that you didn't know about that's happening.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure Moffat really does uh, deus ex machina at all. I think he seeds his uh, get out of jail free cards pretty liberally and then chooses one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I hope he's. I mean, I hope he's. I hope he chooses the one that he seeded in the right way because I think when he's when he's done this before, and I, I, I'm thinking particularly of Lake Silencio, um, and also of the crack, mm-hmm. um, uh, and also of um, the 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 uh, uh, the ma- I can't remember the episode now. All the stuff that happened on the planet of Christmas. Um, you know, a lot of that really didn't make a lot of huge, huge amount of sense to me, mm-hmm. um, and there were too many things seeded too far back that I hadn't paid attention mm-hmm. to, and to have them suddenly thrust forward as the way out of this didn't really work. So, I hope he's kind of learned from his mistakes mm-hmm. of kind of previous. And look, there was this, and we have something that's kind of uh, that's kind of satisfying. One thing, actually, this is something that that hyphen, um, that my nephew Finn, <laughs> <laughs> pointed out, which I think is is is, is a very smart observation. Um, uh, obviously, we in in terms of how Bill is going to be uncyberized or get better or turn back into a human um, she's missing a heart right. um, uh, she's been shot literally through the heart through the spinal column out out the back mm-hmm. um, who of her friends has two hearts and, and has a heart to donate mm,
1: um, potentially scary too <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, you know maybe we're seeing a regeneration that's in terms of, of kind of you know a medical emergency mm. that you know the doctor the doctor gives literally gives his heart to Bill um, uh, and she is rebuilt in that way and I think a, a lot was made in the early parts of her cyberization process about her having this is your heart right um your heart has been replaced and again i think what's what's awesome and i'm now go, sl- slightly go, 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 going off my subject um but i think what's 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 so awesome about the uh, about these Mondasian cybermen is how crap their technology is <laughs> um and I, I i just really like these early Cybermen, because there is a real sense that this is technology. This is technology that barely functions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, it wouldn't that, even you know,
1: function outside the hospital very long.
0: Exactly, for... exactly, exactly. And I think, which is such a great, uh, uh, basically it makes them creepier, and more horrible. Mm-hmm. It also gives you a great explanation of why they change over in inverted commas time <laughs> because they're continually upgrading themselves. Right. You know, as soon as they come up with new technology, they they kind of retrofit themselves. Right. Uh, I mean, a, a, another thought that was that was coming to my head, and you know, what, what, why there are so many Cybermen, including the Cybermen from the alternative universe, which I believe we're going to see again. Certainly, looking at, looking at the next time trailer, um, it could be that you know that the, the, there are any number of societies throughout the universe who get to a point where they have to cyberize themselves, right. um, and that we're not actually seeing one race at all with Cybermen. Um, we're seeing something that kind of naturally happens to various humanoid societies when they're under a particular environmental crisis mm-hmm. so anyway i don't know anyway yeah that's just some thoughts. yeah i
1: think that's a good idea because i mean we have telos we have mondas we also have humans so there yeah. definitely seems to be some compatibility or a societal trajectory that can yeah. bring this about
0: Yeah, yeah 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 it probably
1: begins with electing trump I think it does
0: become, it begins with electing Trump, it ends with us all becoming Cybermen. It's mm. absolutely inevitable. Within a hundred years, Stephen Hawkins Pain.
1: says we have a hundred years left. <laughs> kill Pain. me, kill me, kill <laughs> die me. me.
0: Die <laughs> me, die <laughs> me. <laughs> oh. Well, at least at least, at least, we'll have cool metal hats. Yeah, well, um. yeah, the
1: master needs one when he gets cyberized or converted, fully converted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ah. Oh. God. Well, anyway, yeah. So, yes, I, I think, I,
0: I, yeah. It's this. This was a very compelling episode that I think. Um, I, it's, it's funny. Um, thinking about uh, recording this podcast this afternoon, obviously. Um, I always look forward to recording these podcasts. Um, sometimes I don't look forward to talking about a particular episode because I didn't. Re- but I was actually really looking forward to talking about this episode, um, which good. I think is a is a good analysis. Mm-hmm. Or not analysis. It's a it's a good pointer to whether the ex the episode has been successful for me or not. Um, if I want to talk about it, then obviously I've enjoyed it. And if I've enjoyed it, then that's good. I'm supposed to enjoy it. They're supposed to be enjoyable.
1: So of the two camps, which do you fall in on? Do you want to have Cyber Bill in perpetuity, or do you think Cyber uh, Bill Cyber Rescue? (laughs) Um,
0: It's a hard decision. Um, You know, I want Bill back because I like Bill. Mm -hmm. I don't want Bill to be a cyber person for the rest of her natural life. Right. Um, So I want her to be repaired. Um, in because I care about her in a way that I don't. I didn't particularly care about. Actually, either Amy Pond or or Clara. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember Clara's second name now. Um, Oswald. Oswald. That's it. That I didn't care about Clara Oswald. So I want her returned. I was very happy. Well, I wasn't very happy because I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy the episode that much. I was very happy to see Clara die in that episode. That was like um, an episode of Harry Potter. <laughs> Face the Raven. That's it. Uh, and I was disappointed when she came back to life again. Mm-hmm. Actually. Um... I'm almost exactly the opposite with this one. I'm 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 upset to see Bill cyberized mm-hmm. in such a horrible way, um, and I would really would like to see her come back.
1: Yeah, so you can see the position that Moffat has placed himself in, and he's in an unwinnable position. He is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's for us he's fans. not gonna. Uh, maybe for the general audience, and I think ultimately that's who the Doctor Who uh, experience or the Doctor Who program is geared towards. It's not it's it it's not and should not be geared to forty, fifty year old fanboys who've been watching this all their lives and have strong opinions about it. It should be for, you know, Finn's age, you know, new yeah. fans who are experienced Doctor Who for the first time. Or just a general British viewing. And I think that leaving Bill as a cyber cyberman is gonna to be too much.
0: Unless, of course, she becomes like a super cool Cyberman, like Croton from the, uh, from the comic strips, where she becomes all kind of like a ninja and stuff. Uh, yeah, is, uh, Bill
1: Potts can't be rearranged into an uh, anagram for Krang or Krayl or anything like no that. There's no Ks, unfortunately. <laughs> so
0: I don't think she has as much future in her being a cool ninja Cyberman who will be like the Doctor's side sidekick. Um, she'd have to get several upgrades um, before she became a cool ninja Cyberman.
1: Well, maybe she does get several upgrades and ultimately becomes handles, whoa,
0: yeah, becomes handles <laughs> the the bodiless cyberman of of
1: uh, time uh, in the Doctor. time in the doctor
0: yeah no i it's Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's no way out for her to continue to be a Cyberman. Um, And again, I mean, just thinking thinking about the doctor as a character, Mm -hmm. like there's no way that he's going to let this happen. He's going to find a way to turn her back into a
1: human. Which would explain the regeneration, too, if he did yeah. uh, donate a heart. If he so donates that, a you know, heart. Finn, Finn's idea has merit. Has merit. Yes,
0: he's going to donate a heart. He's going to go back to 1986 and like destroy Mondas from before the soberman had, had even started. Or he's going to convince his earliest self to do something. He's going to get Ben right. and Polly to, I don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. This is this is a bad situation for the doctor, and the doctor is going to find his way out of it, and he will sacrifice himself in order to save Bill, and that's how this Mm -hmm. is going to end.
1: Well, we will. We we will see. see. We will see. Exactly. (laughs) Instead of a day, we have a week to wait now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Boo! Yeah, um, just a week to wait, and that would be podcast forty-nine, and then we can have our Mm -hmm. season wrap up on podcast fifty. Cool. All right. Um, There you go. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, I'm Ben.
1: And I'm David.
0: And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Talk to you
1: soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Metabilis2 podcast. You can reach us with email at metabilis2, that's a number two, at gmail.com or on Twitter at metabilis2. And again, that's a number two. Hope to hear from you. Bye.